Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yep, it's DJ Dams. Let's get the show started. Hopefully you're listening to us on iHeart, because as you know, the other people that have pulled up the truck and do- dropped off all the money. That's right. If not, it, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and watching us over at YouTube. Uh, everybody said the summer's over when I thought the summer was still the summer. No. Where did the summer go? Okay, the summer's still here because it's hot as fuck. What was hot yesterday? I was I can't sweating. sleep. Like, it's no, humidity has rolled into L.A. and it's killing me when I'm trying to sleep. So when people come to my house and they're so surprised that I have the uh, thermostat on to 68, Mm -hmm. they're like, why is it so cold in here? Because it's so hot outside. Yeah, it is. Okay, so what do you what do you keep the thermostat on at your house? Oh, I don't have a thermostat in my house. You don't? No. (laughs) So how do you cool off? Put the fan on. No, but the I'm fan dead. circulates hot Bruh, air. It's hot as hell where I'm at in West Hollywood. Them old ass buildings, mm. new thermostat. Mm. Man, that might be a lawsuit, right? I'm supposed to have a thermostat. Listen, when I was in London, I went to this hotel, and the hotel had no heating or cooling. And because I guess in London they never really get sun, I happened to go during the two weeks that they got all the sun. So mm-hmm. we were burning up. It was like three of us in this little box. I don't know how people I can survive. I couldn't have a fan circulating hot air. It's a big thing in L.A. If you try to go to Walmart and get like those little fans or air conditions, it's always sold out because a lot of these apartment buildings out here don't have central air thermostats, all that. That's like a real thing. Very true. That's very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm listen. I'm dying. Is it the end of the summer? Because I feel like everybody keeps talking about hot girl summer on Instagram. But in real life, people are saying to me, like, quit talking about the summer. Thought is on the way. Thought Once my son goes back to school, the summer's over. It's done. It's finished. And he's officially back. Yep, he's officially back. It's time mm-hmm. to be a grown-up. Somebody posted something online the other day. There were uh, text messages. I think I had reposted it, but a lot of people are reposting where basically it's talking about kids who may be struggling with going back to school and not having new clothes. It actually really had me depressed. Yeah. Because I was thinking about how many kids who are actually going back to school without stuff. I mean, I remember as a kid not having everything, but I never was in a school with people who had more than me like that either. It's not like you go without stuff. You just got the same stuff. I wish, <laughs> I, wish I wish we'd thought about that. Like, so we could have done some kind of like initiative. Do you think that's too late? Well, we're putting on something for Stockton now that hopefully we, we want to do October, but we'll probably do November around the time my book launches because we, you know, there's so many kids out there that don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. One of my friends, shout out to Tashante McCoy. Her brother was also killed years ago and she does this thing where she helps kids going back to school she builds a barber shop mm-hmm. and a shop for girls to come and get their hair braided and That's i was nice. like yo let's take it to the next level and figure out how to get one of these fast fashion brands to give them like a little code mm-hmm. where they can type it in or their parents can type it in on their phone or website and get a free outfit for school well that's yeah. the thing they're doing uni- uniforms a lot like that because kids are getting bullied or you're getting teased about your clothes so that's why the school system now have the uniform system a lot of them because of that same reason right there yeah. well it's that's yeah but you still have to pay for uniforms no right? no for sure but that's they try oh, you to, mean to do take away to the Olivia. bullying yeah work. because a lot of people don't have you can't have a new outfit every day so that's why they try to make a uniform to help that Speaking out. of bullying, have you guys seen that? I know you haven't seen it because you don't watch TV. Have you seen that show, 13 Reasons Why? Mm-hmm. Have you watched the whole the thing? The whole thing. My God. <laughs> and especially this last season, it's just like, okay, there's rape, um, there's murder, there's suicide. I'm like, I, I was clutching my pearls watching this. It's, it's, I'm crying. It's a sad show. One thing I didn't like is like, don't document the whole way up to you about to do something that you could prevent. That's what I didn't like. Like, she's like, this is why I'm going to do this. 
And it's like, okay. What do you mean, third season and the narration? Just the whole narration from the beginning. Yeah. I get it. Life is not what you wanted it to be, mm-hmm. but your family was still there and they loved you. It's like, oh, look, all these things happen, and this is why at the end uh-uh. I'm going to kill myself. No, 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 no. Sorry. I'm here to say just after my own experiences with it, there's some, like teenagers, their brains are not fully developed, okay? And they're mm-hmm. very impulsive. So if you have one, of, if you have a moment, you know, where, you know, something happens to you that's really traumatic and you don't have the tools to process through that trauma and you cannot see past the darkness. I, it's, no, it's, it's you. understandable. You said impulsive. When I watched the show, it didn't seem like impulsive. It's like you plan this whole thing out. It's like, okay, okay. Well, I haven't seen the show. I can't watch anything depressing at this point. It's super depressing. I'm depressed that I went through a whole summer with, I mean, I felt like I just worked through the summer. Yeah, you did. I wanted to have fun. I'm looking at my friends right now who are on Venus of Floor out on yachts in Italy and mm-hmm. jumping between islands in Spain. I didn't get to do none of that. <laughs> you don't set a time to take a vacation because you don't know how to vacate your life. No, but I mean, I at least know how to not vacate on vacation. Like, mm-hmm. I know how to go somewhere, so at least I'm waking up somewhere pretty. I, I, I did say New Year's Eve, I'm spinning it in Brazil. It's done. It's happening. And before that, I do want to go next month to Spain. Like, I want to go. To, I've never been to Spain. All my friends have been to Spain, and I'm going to Spain. Turn up. But I shout out to Spain. Shout out to everybody out there having uh, their hot girl, hot boy, city boy. I don't know what summer you had. I didn't have that. <laughs> I'm here. And just sending love and prayers to Kevin Hart, who's recovering after successful yeah. back surgery. Apparently, his car was driven off the side of a road. Yeah, that was insane. Um, Kevin Hart, he was uh, in a serious car accident in one of his classic muscle cars. It landed in a ditch in the Malibu Hills. Mm after being driven off the road. Uh, It occurred around 1 o'clock in the morning on Sunday of Labor Day weekend um, on the uh, very twisty Mulholland Highway, which you've probably seen in a ton of movies and TV shows. It it is very twisty and turning at night. It's crazy. Um, The car smashed through the wooden fencing along the side of the road, and the entire roof was ripped ripped off from the impact. I know a lot about this. Um, he was with his friend Jared Black um, and his celebrity trainer fiance uh, Rebecca Broxterman at the time of the accident, and uh, they were both pinned in the back seat. But firefighters were able to pull them from the wreckage. Uh, Broxterman didn't have any major injuries, but Black, his fi- uh, but uh, her fiance, currently surrounded by family members as he recovers as well. Well, send in love to Kevin. You know, life isn't promised to anybody. And yeah. the, I, I said this to my friend the other day. Like, I'm now probably going to just start posting on Facebook going away and not engaging because it's almost like a cemetery on Facebook. There's so many people dying. I had to, I had unfriend three people this week who were dead because why am I going to keep following your account? I don't want to keep seeing everybody posting that you're dead. Like, I'm not doing it. That's intense. Three people in one week. It's so crazy. I still follow Daisy. Daisy yeah. Llewellyn, who passed away on my show. I still follow her page just in case they do, her family does any mm-hmm. updates on, you know, um, uh, memorials or, you know, they're going to have an event in her name, some kind of toy drive or whatever it is to keep her memory alive. That's why I follow the page just in case I'm, you know, miss out on something. That's heavy. Nope. You know? When you die, you get unfollowed. And it's not like I don't love you anymore. It's just like I can't, because, you know, when your friends like and comment on people you follow, it pops to the top of your page. It's mm-hmm. So, too. Two people died this week that I really didn't even know. I mean, they were followers and like I knew a lot of friends knew them and they, they, you know, they had messaged me before and some I went to look like I'd never messaged them back or whatever. But like every time somebody comments on the page, here comes the rest in peace. I'm like, nope, not doing that. So I'm unfollowing. If you die, I'm sorry, I'm unfollowing you. And and if you're grieving a little too much, like you can grieve a little bit, post your grief. 
go back to posting other stuff or take a break. But like, if you grief too much on Facebook, I'm sorry. Like I absorb this shit on social media and I just got to unplug. I can't. I think we all do though. You know, absorb like, you know, and share misery. Okay. Well absorb this, our award for the Hollywood unlocked social impact brunch. That was two months ago. Finally, we got our awards and the nameplates. So here's your award. You can officially post that somewhere. Look and at that. To everybody else out there that thought Thanks. this was a scam and didn't come or didn't get the award, it's coming. Yeah. It's now in the mail. Yeah, no, I'm I well, sit it right here. This is so Let pretty. I this is so beautiful. And uh That's nice. Yeah. I um I'm still I'm still so proud. You so, know So we're now creating the list for the two thousand twenty honors of not only those invited and those that we want to perform, but those that we want to honor. And I'm excited. I mean, there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of great things. Hell you, yeah. you have any thoughts? You want to throw any names out nope. there? Nope. Throw some names. Nope. Some They're going to know because last year what we did was we did this in six days. So we honored a lot of people who didn't have time to get there to get their honor. Mm. That ain't going to happen this time. So we're going to send out, you know, like an invite to be honored. And if they accept it, we lock them in. We know the date. We know where we're doing it. Um, you know, I think our idea is that every year we're just going to continually like change the theme in the room. Mm-hmm. So you just want you just want to see like what it's going to be. It's exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. the planning of it is exciting too. But shout out to wife of the party. Lori is the best. She's she's just an awesome person that actually can take your ideas and uh, much like Adam with our video can just bring them to life. So she's my partner for life on that. That's fire. Is she expensive. <sighs> Still paying for it. It <laughs> <laughs> was a lot. I mean, that that I, I'll, I'll say. I mean, well, I, don't, I don't want to talk about money, but it it, it costs a lot. It but looked I, amazing though. But I will tell you, it it delivered everything we wanted. Mm-hmm. This was the blogger brunch idea concept, or that's now turned to the social impact awards. Was an idea that we had for th- like at the beginning of Hollywood Unlocked, maybe mm-hmm. like three three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just never knew how to do it. I mean, I probably knew how to do it, but I just didn't like, it just wasn't, I wasn't motivated enough. So this year the team came together, man, and it was it was very special. Amazing. Yeah, it was. All yeah. right, so what else is going uh, on in the world? Okay, so question. Have you, either one of you had the chicken sandwiches from Chick-fil-A or Popeye's? I know. Chick-fil-A all day. I've had that for, you know, years. Okay. I, I just refuse to partake in this social craze over chicken. First of all, all these black people need to stop <laughs> eating chicken on Instagram anyway. Yeah, well, why? Because it because just perpetuates I, the stereotype. I just don't feel like I feel like there's two things you should not eat in public. You shouldn't eat fried chicken if you're black and you shouldn't eat a banana. When you start eating a banana, I'm telling you right now, guys, y'all be the biggest basketball players, football players. Oh, I need to give me some pussy. But as soon as you open your mouth and you stick that banana halfway down your throat, <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you'd be doing. OK, well, there was a group in Houston who demanded Popeye's chicken uh, sandwiches at gunpoint. Mm. And I, I think I posted this. The under, is real. I posted this under some uh, some comment, and I was just like, I'm beginning to think that there is some crack in these sandwiches from the way people are acting. I mean, people really love Popeyes already. Okay, no, holding people at gunpoint for a fucking chicken sandwich. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to reevaluate reevaluate your priorities in life. Okay, um, so there's been a huge demand in Popeyes chicken sandwiches. There's following also the- been a huge increase in mass shootings in Houston, in Texas. So you think it is, has something I to do with the chicken sandwiches? I just think people Like, can we just ban all the guns in Houston? Yeah. Well, that ain't going to the, no, no. From their cold, dead hands, will you pry <laughs> their guns from them? But I don't understand this craze. Do you know that this social media war that was started probably between two memes has created like $23 million in free advertising mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. and has sold out all the chickens? Like, they, can't, they ain't got no more chicken sandwiches. They don't have them for months now. 
Like it's That's on super insane. back order. Like it's like the chicken sandwich won't be back for a while. Yeah. I just can't imagine why it, that it's so good. Like what is it? Uh, there's crack in it. That's what it's got to be. It. That's got to be it. I don't know why McDonald's hasn't jumped in with their own marketing and been like the McChicken to fuck y'all both. Because no, they know did. That did they? Ain't yeah. Shit. No, they no they jumped <laughs> That's in. Why. With, they they said <laughs> when McChicken. when it all dies down. Y'all will be back. <laughs> McDonald's jumped in. Nobody they did. goes to get that damn McChicken. Dog. I really actually did like the McChicken. Side note, can I just, t- just throw some out there? So mm-hmm. Postmates, I'm in love. Mm-hmm. I have a love-hate relationship with Postmates. Mm-hmm. Postmates has made it easy for you to consume anything you want at this point. You don't have to leave your house. You just push a button. Boop. There yeah. comes somebody that probably recognizes you from a show mm-hmm. that you barely even want to be on. Mm-hmm. The other day I hit Postmates and I ordered dinner mm-hmm. and this lady calls and she says, I'm downstairs. You can come down. I said, well, you have the address. You can come up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to come down. Postmates mm-hmm. deliver to your door because you get to pick. Do you want to deliver to your door or pick yeah. it up at the curb? I ain't going to go all the way down to go pick up the food. Mm-hmm. So I click pick up at the deliver at the door. So she doesn't want to come up. So we're going back and forth on text messages and now on the phone about her coming up. Finally, she's like, fine. She comes up, pure attitude, That's right? That's so funny. Pure attitude, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to come bring you your shit type of attitude. She comes, I open the door. She, like, hands it to me in a real aggressive way, and I grab it. And then she sees me, and she goes, oh, I love you. I said, it's too late. Uh-uh. Have a good night. Uh-uh. <laughs> Goodbye. Now she knows where I live. Mm. Well, your building's pretty secure. Found you. Yeah, but I just feel like, again, no matter who you are or who you're delivering to, everybody de- deserves good service. Mm. That's why I don't tip. Mm. I refuse. You never tip? Why are you going to say I never tip? I mean, if you're cute, you get a tip. Of course you do. <laughs> I, I tip based on vanity. Yeah. I got a Peloton delivered to my house, and uh, the delivery guy kept coming back. What is a What's Peloton? A, I don't know what that is. It's a spin bike. Hmm. Oh, you're getting big money. Mm. Ooh, the Peloton. I seen that at the little yeah, store. Well, I only keep two of them in the damn store. It's so expensive. Yeah, I didn't want him to keep coming back, but he did. He's like, hey, you want a extra wheel? No, he left some janky flowers on my doorstep. <laughs> my message to the Postmate community and the Uber community, and now I'm back on Lyft, you, you too. Please just don't say anything other than great service like just have good service i love the service industry i worked in the service industry for 10 years representing people like i love it i think there's there's a bad batch of people in every walk of life no matter where you go but like just chill and relax and if you really don't want to go the extra mile to deliver the food just don't deliver it you know in uber and lyft you can instruct your driver to not talk to you wow where's the button well no there is yeah had an experience the other day where i said wanted a quiet ride Hey, just to, just to let you know, I always choose quiet ride. Quiet yeah. ride means to me, don't talk. Just don't talk. You know why? Because sometimes they get so engaged in a convo with you, you start seeing them drive slow, and then like they're missing the light. It's like, bro, I need to get from A to B. This is the whole point of this ride that I ordered. And people listening don't live in Hollywood, so they don't understand. There mm-hmm. are aspiring actors, actresses, rappers, producers, mixers, yes. attorneys, doctors. Pet walkers, there's all these aspiring people that when they pick you up, they don't give a fuck what you want to do. Yeah. They want to talk to you about networking. <laughs> this guy the other day said, We get in the car, it's really quiet. I was just telling my friend, like, yo, like, I'm so tired, got my glasses on, I don't want to talk. I get in the car, I pick quiet right. I get in the car, <laughs> he turns the mu- what station would you guys like? You can turn the music off. Okay. We drive on. So, um, how long you guys lived in LA? I look at my friend like, and I pointed at my app. 
I told this nigga quiet ride. Like, I'm not about to talk. So I put, I'm looking out the window. Like, so my friend starts engaging him. Oh, I'm from Jersey. He's from Stockton. He don't need. So, so what do you guys do? He talked the entire ride. So afterwards, I gave him a one star. Yeah. And my note said, this nigga talked the whole trip <laughs> on a quiet a, ride. Did you write exactly that? Yes. Okay. This nigga talked the whole ride. And it was a quiet ride. Uber. I mean, I don't know if they get a breakdown or a synopsis of their day. But mm-hmm. when they get this report and it says, this nigga talked the whole time. No, they time, do. They get to read every comment. Do they really? Mm-hmm. What's the craziest comment you ever left on a, on a person's? Don't ever send this motherfucker back to me ever <laughs> fucking again. Exactly. Really? Yes. Why? Um, it's... I can't I can't send slow pokes. I can't stand if if they're driving like 25 and everybody's zooming past us. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to get there today, motherfucker. I had a bad experience. It was hot as shit outside, yeah. and I get in the car. Dude had AC blowing, but he smelled like ass. I like hate he that smelled too. terrible. I'll, I'll give bad ratings and for it, that it, too. It was just blowing and blowing, and it's, I had to get out. And I left the comment. I said he shouldn't even be allowed to drive for y'all. Having this smell, like I felt like the smell was gonna stick on me throughout mm. my whole day. Mm. Now I'm not gonna say nothing racist. I promise, because I oh, love yes. I love everybody. I really do. But I ain't gonna lie. When I request an Uber, <laughs> oh god, here we go. Brace for it. I know it's coming. Brace for impact. If I get a group of people, and I'm not even gonna say what group. <laughs> I cancel the ride because I know the car is gonna smell, and I'm not even gonna say anything. Hold what? on, hold on, hold on. I speak nothing but facts. Everybody's all mad right now. I'm telling you, the other day, you know, I told my friend, mm. I'm not going to cancel this trip. I'm going to go ahead and get in. But watch this. This car is going to smell. <laughs> what was Got the, in the car. What was the driver's name? Not saying no names. The car mm-hmm. smelled. I ain't saying no names and I ain't saying no groups. Y'all can go ahead and think about it. And it's not I don't think it's anything racist. I'm just saying that. Mm, I was right. I feel like we all do that because if I get a group of people, I don't know what group of people this is. I know they can't drive and they drive very terrible and very slow. And I'm like, mm, cancel. And well, I try to wait like two minutes. And like, then there's the other group of people that might just pull out guns and start shooting you on the ride. They ain't going to say them group of people. <laughs> but I, I, I love all groups of people. I just don't like riding in their cars. I'll also uh, give poor ratings for the condition of the car as well. Like if the car is un- if the car is unsafe. Like I've had, I've had a driver pull up and and like the whole back end was like smashed in and he was like oh sorry i just got into a fender bender i was like that is not a fender bender sir and the car's unfucking safe take it off the road well i got another guy yesterday he was texting and driving driving five miles an hour to beverly hills for my house you know what i did i waited patiently to the end of the trip when i got there i said hey man you did a great job i'm gonna give you five stars can you give me five stars he goes i give you five stars right now he clicks five stars i got out. i gave him a one star <laughs> and i said this motherfucker was texting and driving the whole trip yeah compromising my safety yeah no i've done that too all right so what else has happened in this wicked world that we live in okay so kristen stewart from uh twilight fame uh was told to stop holding her girlfriend's hand in public for a marvel uh comics role uh, while speaking with Harper's Bazaar, actress Kristen Stewart recalls the time the industry insider told her to stop holding her girlfriend's hand in public if she ever wanted an opportunity to star in a, Mar- in a Marvel movie. Mm. Uh, she began by explaining, you want to preserve your career and your success and your productivity, and there are people in the world who don't like you, and they don't like, to, like that you date uh, girls, and they don't like that you don't identify as a quote-unquote lesbian, but you also don't identify as a quote-unquote 
heterosexual and people like to know stuff. So what the fuck are you? Wow. That, that's exactly her words. Yeah, she's uh, she she really is like the walking personification of not giving a fuck. And this is the pale one, the real pale one, because I'm sorry, you said Kristen Stewart. Yeah, she, well, Bella, she played Bella. Okay, in the, yeah, in the, the real Twilight pale ass one. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah, she played <laughs> the Bella. Real pale ass one. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Wow, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of accolades. She just got the real pale ass one. Yeah. I mean, listen, um, I don't understand why people in the world are consumed with who people choose to love. Thankfully, I don't wake up every day and go, man, if you're straight, you're you're a shitty person. Or if you're gay, or if you're trans, or you're this, or you're that. Like, I don't care. Who's loving who? Because I'm trying to keep track of who I love. Like, I don't understand why people are worried about gay marriage. I don't understand why people are one, uh, mad about people having universal restrooms. Like, what is the world about if we don't embrace diversity? It's weird because if people feel like if you entertain them, they have the right to your personal life. Just because you make yeah, me laugh, do. you make me cry, you let whatever you do. You, you signed make me up happy. for this. You, you signed, signed up, for, up for me to just exploit your whole personal life. Who cares? Mm. Watch Bella on... The show with two boyfriends she had on was it uh, was Twilight Twilight, Twilight. Mm-hmm. and then she's on the she Marvel. was getting it from a wolf and a vampire she was mm-hmm. just super fucking selfish in that movie but <laughs> now you know what's crazy would have been crazy to see a threesome between a wolf a vampire and her that would have been interesting well she eventually became a vampire but is that animal what is that bestiality yeah yeah it, I guess it would have been classified as that what was the little uh, wolf's name Jacob what was his name Taylor Lot Lot Taylor Lotner is yeah. hot. I ain't seen him in a while. Is he still? Is he? He's not chunky yet, is he? Because his metabolism gonna slow down, and he ain't gonna be the tail of Latin. He got chunky. No, he oh. did. Yes, he did. What? Yeah, he did. He got chunky. Well, God bless Taylor and whatever girl he's dating. You know, <laughs> I will say there is a homeless person on the street now that I was thinking about rescuing and actually dating yesterday. Oh Christ Almighty! Mm-hmm. Delonte West. Ah, uh, damn, he used to be fine. What happened? Life just whooped his ass. Okay, Bruh. wait. You guys fill me in on who this is. Delonte West. Yeah, Delonte West is a basketball player. He was known to play with um, LeBron James and the Cavaliers. And if I'm not mistaken, he was he, known to fuck LeBron's mama. He had a situation with LeBron's <gasps> oh, mom. Okay, okay, that Delonte. Okay, okay, okay. He's okay. homeless now. He's oh, homeless. Oh, jeez, Louise. And pictures have popped up of him online. Yeah, he, he's he's looking bad. He's on the side of the street, and it was like three years ago. He was diagnosed with uh, being bipolar, and it was like a real thing. And everybody knew on the team. It was like a part of his personality. But he was still so good. And yeah. I think as you get in those situations where you play in a, in a league where they don't know whether to help you or, you know what I'm saying? It's like for the benefit, of, I feel like for them, it was better for him to stay how he was because that's how he played and that's how he operated. Mm-hmm. But now you look at him three years later and he's on the street. Damn. It's crazy. I, don't, I didn't realize he's been out of the league for like almost 10 years. Yeah. That's crazy. But he used to be really, really, really attractive. And now, he, I mean, he still looks good. But, I mean, hes he definitely looks like he's on drugs. It's just sad. It's like there was nobody there to help him. Like, you know, this dude had, like, at least over $10 million, you know, in these contracts. He was a good basketball player. So no, I looked, like, it said he had over $16.5 million. Yeah, he had some money. And now is broke, homeless, and uh, allegedly on drugs. I mean, sending love and prayers to him. That's horrible. You know, somebody took a picture of him and put it online. Um not too exploitive, but not really offering any help either, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I don't know. It was really, it was really It's sad. a huge question mark for people. Like, how do you go from being in the NBA, a celebrated player, you know, generating 16, more than $16 million mm-hmm. in income to three years later? I mean, like, it's understood that, ba- that you know, athletes, um, you know, a certain percentage of them, a large percentage of percentage of them go broke after um they've left the league but i mean that is 
an extreme story and it's got, it makes you wonder where's his family i mean so is a well in his case for what i'm hearing is some potentially mental health but i also think like everybody's one bad decision away from being there mm-hmm. very true. think about it you know um i have a friend who hit me up on facebook and said he was thinking of killing himself one night because he had went and gambled away his rent money and didn't want to tell his wife and it just had a baby and he wanted me a loan of money and i told him no I'm not going to loan you no money because I don't loan money. Nope, nope. We've all learned our experience. We've learned not to do that. Mm. But uh, no, his thing was addiction to gambling. Then he started sharing like, oh, I've been doing cocaine too to stay up and this and that. Listen, I feel like you make those wrong decisions and then you have to live with I feel sorry for his wife and, and their new baby because... Well, she doesn't know. I was going to say, she has no idea. She has no clue. Exactly. And when she does find out, it's going to be because the... Shit, ceiling just, caves in. The ceiling caves in, exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe figuratively or literally, you know? Well, and the sad part is, you know, when I look at him, like, he used to be very attractive and very athletic, and he had all these dreams and ambitions of doing all these different things. And I feel like, you know, I think people wake up every day and go out into life and just think that life is going to deliver everything you want. But you got to be strategic. I've become a lot more strategic. Not in, you know, I'm not sober as, as sober as I was a little, you know, not too long ago. But, like, I won't say it was sobriety. I would say it's just more like in... And like having a vision for what I want to do mm-hmm. supersedes all of the other bullshit that comes up. Like somebody, oh, let's go hang out and rage for three days. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Now, no. When I look at a situation like Delante, man, you had that much money. It's like, how can he go on the street? I feel like when you're not in your right mind, it's easy for people to steal from you. Like everybody that's supposed to be in your team, they can just keep taking, keep taking because your focus is not even on what it needs to be on. That's and I so feel like shitty. that's how you can lose. Like for him to be on the street like that and made that that much money somebody's stealing from him. It's not just him making poor decisions. It's like people around you that's supposed to be protecting that you're supposed to trust in. It's stealing from oftentimes the closest people to you family that's taking Mm -hmm. full advantage. It's so sad. It's so sad. Well, listen, I'm sending prayers to him and everybody Mm -hmm. else out there going through it because everybody is going through something at some level. Um, There's a lot of people that are going through trying to figure out what they want to do in life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So coming up next, we've got an interview with Boniface Agunte, I believe you say it. Mm -hmm. And he's actually going to tell us and tell y'all how uh, to keep that money in your pocket. Mm. Keep money, make money, you know. Exactly. Cell phone. Exactly. We've got that coming up next. Boniface Ogunti. Did I say that right? Yeah, Boniface Ogunti. Okay, Ogunti. I mean, we just had Sergi Baca here on our last show, still trying to figure out all the right pronunciations of the motherland. <laughs> um, well, welcome to the show. Okay, so tell us about yourself. I mean, you're out here in these marketing streets. Everybody in the room before you got in here said, oh, he's everywhere on social media. So clearly you've mastered something that we're still learning. Tell us more about who you are and our audience about what you do. Hi, right, so my name is Boniface Ogunti. You guys probably see me on like Shade Room. You guys probably see me on these blogs. So basically, uh, how I got started was, you guys know e-commerce, right? Mm-hmm. So I got started in e-commerce, made some couple money doing e-commerce, and after I was like, man, I got to take this to the next level. And I started really mastering the online advertising part, mm-hmm. like Facebook ads, Instagram, YouTube. Try to really learn what the big brands know. So basically, you're the person that every time I see Pepsi and I may click it, and then the shit never goes away, is because you're behind a computer forcing me to consume stuff that I may not want right now, but then I eventually buy later. Exactly, because Damn. like this might go over some some people's head because it's like you they track that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like it's called a pixel. They track everybody that goes to these websites. Mm-hmm. So basically, we track all those data and use that to really get to the consumers. Mm-hmm. You know what I find freaky? Like it's weird. It's like Big Brother's in the room. Like I'll be thinking about something and instantly an ad for it. 
pops up on my phone or I might have done some random Google search. And you thought and that then, was Jesus. <laughs> it's scary. No. I'm, I'm, I find myself looking around like, okay. No, what's crazy is you can, watching you, me? you can say something around your phone and get on your laptop and yeah. the ad pops up on YouTube. You're like, okay, where's my data going? The other day yeah. I was not thinking of Fashion Nova, but it still popped up anyway because I clicked on an email that they had sent and mm-hmm. in that email was a link yeah. that must have had the pixels. Yeah. And so what made you out of all the things in the world because you're only 20, you're 23. Yep. And 23, I heard you say really fast, you made a few million mm-hmm. doing this. Yep. What made you decide this? Man. And not I, rapping or. <laughs> man, when I was starting out, man, I didn't know what I wanted to do like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was going to high, I was going to, I, I finished high school. I was doing like clothing brand. You know how you start, you do your clothing brand and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I had my clothing brand going. And after I was, I was, my mom was like, hey, Boniface. This clothing brand stuff isn't making that much money. You need to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let me go to college. So after I went to college, I didn't really like it because then you know how they have you take these general classes mm-hmm. before you can go to, because I was going for business. Yeah, yeah. So they have you take these general classes. So I was like, man, this has to give. I'm trying to get into business right away and try to make some money because mm-hmm. my mom was like, it's either I go to college or she's going to kick me out. Mm. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I got to go to college. Yeah. So I was, uh, as I was in college, I didn't like it too, so I got a sales job. Mm-hmm. I got a sales job, started learning how to do sales. Then as I learned how to do sales, I started meeting other people. So other people started coming to me saying they was doing like these online marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is online marketing? You know when you hear stuff like that, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that must be a scam. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, like, mm-hmm. you hear stuff like that, so I was like, man, I got to check this stuff out. Mm-hmm. So then after one of my friends from high school, his, he, he came to me, because I was big in high school, I used to play basketball, so he came to me, he's like, Boniface, I'm making $30,000 a month with a blog. I'm like, what mm-hmm. blog? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, There's a lot I'm of like, money in that. I'm like, I'm like, what blog? You know what I mean? Because it was kind of confusing to me at the start. He was showing me, he's like, you put these Google AdSense here, and you mm-hmm. do this. I was like, man, what the heck? You know, when you starting out, you don't really, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, man, it wasn't, because I wasn't good at spelling. I wasn't. I wasn't, I wasn't a good typer, so I was like, mm-hmm. man, I'm not going to be good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then after I went home, did the smartest thing I've ever did for myself. Please tell us. I went and said, how do I make money online? <laughs> oh, my God. Why didn't I think of that shit? <laughs> so now, but this, I don't mean to cut you off in your story. <laughs> no, go ahead. How do you differentiate the information that you follow? Because I'm sure when you typed that in, there mm-hmm. was a billion things that came up. So it's all about finding something that resonates with you. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So as I started doing some searches, because first I was like, oh my God, this, it can't be this, it can't be this easy. You get what I'm saying? Because when I seen this, I was like, it can't be this easy. So as I started searching, I seen all these online marketers. I was like, man, I started watching 10 videos and I watched like another one, another one, another one. I was like, okay, I got to find out which one I wanted to do. Affiliate marketing. I'm like, it's so many different things to do. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Did you get to the extent of, I mean, there's one thing of getting pixels and doing all mm-hmm. of the uh, media buying and that. And then mm-hmm. there's the other end of creating funnels and all that. Yeah. Like, are, do you, have you created funnels for products? Yeah. So, so we create funnels for products too. And people don't know what funnels is. At yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we just like click funnels and stuff. <laughs> then we create some lead pages. So we create these funnels for these products. So like basically back to the story. Yep. All right, let's go. All right, so back to the story. Uh, I just started searching. I found like these different marketers and stuff. I'm sure you guys seen like Ty Lopez. Of course, like, oh, I know Ty, Ty Lopez. So Ty, so Ty, one of my good friends. So Ty, he was, he was. I seen Ty on TED Talk. 
I was like, man, I've seen this guy before. And I've seen his ad down my on YouTube. He was like, how you can, he was like 67 steps. He was promoting this product at the time. So I was like, man, the conversation he was talking about in TED Talk, it resonated with me because he was like, you got to become a stoic. You got to really like sacrifice present pleasure for something better later. So I was like, man, this guy's smart. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see what else he knew. So then after I, st I started following him, then I seen some stuff. He posted on his social media about how he's created this program. So I checked it out. Got the program. It was cheap. You know what I mean? Just testing it out. So then after he created another program called Social Media Marketing Agency. So I started watching that program and the people within this program, they was experts in their fields. So then I checked their program out. I started learning from all these different experts. So as I started learning from all these different experts, I really started learning what I wanted to get into. Mm -hmm. So then after I was like, oh, I got to learn how to do advertising because that's what everyone needs. Mm -hmm. Because if you learn how to run some Facebook ads and YouTube ads, you would never, ever go broke in your life. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You could launch an ad and make money instantly. So I was like, I got to learn how to do this Facebook ad mm -hmm. stuff. So I started learning how to do it literally the first month because I paid to learn from people who was already successful. Or you, or you can say you invested to learn. I invested to learn from people who was already successful because my mentor used to tell me, said Boniface, if you want success in your life, you have to find somebody to listen to who have what you want Preach. and has been where you are. Mm -hmm. Because if you find somebody who have what you want and has been where you are, they can shortcut your process and get you that success now. So I started watching all these courses and learning from all these successful people. So when I jumped into any business I was going to jump into, I was always going to be successful because I acquired the advertising skill. And what people so, don't know about Ty Lopez, he was broke. I mean, he started out broke. I mean, I've been to the house over there in Beverly Hills. It's mm -hmm. crazy inspiring. Mm -hmm. And and if you watch his, his um, Snapchat, he's always up creating content. Yes. And that, though, for most people, I mean, like I'm a content creator and I'm up. But yeah. it, it's very overwhelming yeah. to watch somebody like him function with a stand and six cameras that are functioning on six different platforms that he's built this massive community on. Yeah. But how important is having like the drive to be able to do all that? Because that, that plays important. into it too, right? It's important to have that drive because not everybody can be you. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Not everybody can be you. Not everybody can be you. But the people who are willing to strive for that, that's the people that get it all. Mm -hmm. So you need that. Mm -hmm. I think my question is, um, when you say you were able to um, find a shortcut or cut things in half, I think that's what people are looking to do all the time. But I think it's important. How many hours a day did you have to put into that when you were coming up? Me, it didn't matter how many hours a day that I have to put into it. Because my situation, it didn't matter. I was driving down the street. My car was, you know what I'm saying? I had a 2000 uh, Ford. It don't matter. I could work. 30 hours a day if, if I had to. Mm -hmm. That's what, what I'm saying? saying, but you would do that. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people, that's where they shortcut. That's at. where the rubber But I think what road. people need to understand is the shortcut he's talking about, meaning there's no shortcut to being great. There was exactly. no shortcut to building Hollywood a lot. Current night, I'm sure yeah. there was no shortcut Cut. to doing it. But sitting down with a Floyd Mayweather who came from nothing mm -hmm. to a billion dollars, the, the insight of this is how I did it. Now, mm -hmm. you may not be a boxer. You may be listening. You may be a social worker. But there's a difference between wanting to be a social worker and get paid to go to work every day for somebody else or creating some social strategy or some social content mm -hmm. that you can then tap into the digital environment and then really push out and monetize and make your own money. Exactly. And so I think the shortcut is really like having the people who know how to do it show you the 
you know, give you those faster tidbits, but mm-hmm. but the work's still going to be. You still had to put that grind. Still, you still the, oh, that grind put, is real. That's what I'm saying. I, that's what I wanted to speak on. Like, still, like people will hear this and be like, "Oh, it could be so easy." And it's all like, like, yeah, all I got to do is run yeah, up. All I got to do is run up on Jeezy, and he gonna tell and me. That's how what to I'm do saying. It. Like, oh, how nah. when you were coming up, how much effort still did you have to put into it? Like, I had to put a lot of time. I had to put a lot of time into it because I had to make a change for myself. Yeah. So if any if if you're if you're trying to make a change for yourself, it doesn't matter how much effort you have to put into something because it's only going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. It's only going to benefit you. Him putting this stuff together here, you put time into this. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? You put time and effort, so now he's going to reap that reward. Wise but, words from somebody so young. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, Current Nine is the name of your company. Yeah. What's what's behind the name? So basically, so Current Nine, basically, how I started was that. I started learning, a lot of people started reaching out to me because of my success. Mm-hmm. So you know when you're young, you're like, man, I'm getting all this success, and I started posting on my social media, mm-hmm. then people's like, what, what is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. So then after I was like, okay, I gotta create a company behind this so I can really grow my brand. Mm-hmm. So I created Current9 just to like basically help other people mm-hmm. who wanna start their own businesses mm-hmm. to be able to acquire the same skill set that I went out to seek. Mm-hmm. You see, when, when you go out to seek these skill sets from these different people, you pay for mentorship and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to get guidance on so many people. So I was like, man, all these people out there aren't gonna be a Boniface to be having that high willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. So how can I break it down to give it to them at a rate that you can just get it right away. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, um, you know, say, oh, you don't choose your friends. You don't choose your friends. If you want to be successful, you do have to choose your friends. Mm-hmm. You have to choose the people you choose to have around you the closest. Mm-hmm. If the if, mm-hmm. And they say this, is, and people think it's a cliche, the five people around you, you're going to be the sixth one. It really is true. If you <laughs> hang with the homies that want to smoke and play PlayStation all day, you're going to be a person that sits around and smokes a PlayStation. Now, if you want to back up from those friends and say, hmm, this PlayStation has everybody connected. Let me get into gaming and take that as like a think tank to go out and create your thing. That's number one. But number two, also, I feel like you got to have, you got to decide how you spend your time. Yes. Before, when I first got to LA, I remember I used to call Melissa and say, oh no, when I would go to New York, let's go out. Let's go out. I wanted to be out. There was no strategy to be out other than having a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she would say, nope, don't want to go anywhere. Nope, 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 nope. And I was just a social butterfly. I, when it when it resonated that I was spending a lot of time doing shit that mm-hmm. wasn't building my future, mm-hmm. I stopped and started focusing. But then I used all the time I was networking to then take those people into what I wanted to do. Partying exactly. with a purpose. So for yeah, partying with a purpose. So for you, do you control? Because he basically said when we came in here that you're everywhere online and like mm-hmm. you're you're doing the, the same stuff that Ty is doing of really being out there. Do you find yourself consumed or can? or um, around just the people that help build that, like that are just yeah. a part of that? Or do you have the homies that you just sit around? Oh, and- no, 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 no. I don't have <laughs> like no, mines. I don't have, you don't, nobody hangs. Steel sharpened steel. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we, you don't hang. Mm-hmm. We got stuff to do. <laughs> like, rich people don't hang. You get what I'm saying? Like, we got stuff to do. So rich people like, hang on their yachts. You know what I mean? Like, you get, with you other know, rich people. Other, you know what it saying? depends on what like, kind of rich you're talking you gotta, about. Like, you got to, the thing about it, though, is that, you still got to be putting the people you around is the people that's going to influence you. Mm-hmm. If you're around somebody who 50 Cent said, if you're around somebody who got nothing going on, what you going to learn in the conversation? Very you true. ain't going to learn nothing. Mm-hmm. So you got to get around people who got the information. That's what I had to do. I had to change my environment mm-hmm. to be able to excel because everybody around me, like you said, they trying to get a bag of weed. They're trying to do those things that 
that's not going to get them nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had to change my environment. I had to travel, go to the seminars, really meet other people. How How's marketing going? Learn from other marketers. Go there. Mm -hmm. Go to the most expensive restaurant. You get what I'm saying? Hang around those type of people. Now, and just to pick up what both of y'all were saying, environment and friends, I know I was following a spectacular story from Pretty mm -hmm. Ricky, and that's how I came to know you. I seen a video of y'all two together, yeah. and that's when I really started taking a closer eye at you. How did y'all come together, and what do y'all do? Like, Do y'all work together? So Speck, so Speck's one of my friends, right? Yeah, yeah. So I met Speck. I seen him. He was running an ad on Facebook, and I was like, it's like who's this guy? You he know, had I didn't a company really. Company called AdWizard. Yeah, he have a company. Yeah, they're and he's killing, killing it. it. Yeah, they're killing it. So he, there was like, yeah, I seen this ad on Facebook. I'm like, who's this guy? You know, what I, mean? I didn't really know. I'm in the background, so I was like, let me message this guy. So I messaged him. I was like, let me take your beer into the next level. He's like, show me, put your money where your mouth is. You know what I mean? You know, spec. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I was like, all right, let's get on Skype. So I just showed him some tips and stuff like that. It, he he gained a lot of in boost in his business with that. But so he taught me a lot of stuff too. So we like basically bounce information back and forth for each other. And his business at the time was really built on um, campaign, celebrity Facebook pages and really driving like advertising through posts. Um, and so were you helping him, showing him how to do the, because Facebook has changed too, mm -hmm. right? So how's your, one, did you help him with that? And then two, how have you seen Oh, the, no, 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 no. So I met Spec through consultant. So mm -hmm. Speck, I seen him post an ad, like, you know, you helping people because he was like, he's trying to, because when I met him, he was like, I'm trying to give back, bro. I learned all this social media stuff and I really want to give back to my fans. So I was like, oh, and I seen you promoting his course. So I, and I was promoting my course. So I was like, hey, this is some strategies I'm using to promote my content to my audience. So he was already doing his thing. Mm -hmm. So when I came, when we met together, it was just like, hey, Iron sharpen iron. You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? This is what mm -hmm. I'm doing. You can implement it if you want. If you don't, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. So and he gave me some tips. I implemented it, it works. He I give him some tips. He implemented it, it works. So with current nine, what kind of programs do you offer? So basically we teach people like we love to help influencers. Mm -hmm. So influencers who have their followings, they already have an existing base, but they just don't know how to monetize it. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So basically what we like to show them is how to create an offer. So they can be able to talk to their audience about their offer. Like, I, like I was just talking to a comedian, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't really know how to sell anything to his audience. And I was like, hey, why don't you create a product showing these people how you got here? He was like, what? I can do that? So like all these influencers, they don't really know how to monetize their brand. So we like to show them how to basically grow an offer that they can monetize. And so why do people think that it's hard to build an online business because there's a lot of people that have jobs. I mean, I remember having to get up, alarm goes off, fucks up my whole day because mm -hmm. the alarm didn't throw off my energy. I was trying to sleep. Now I'm <laughs> up drinking coffee that's not good for me, driving in traffic that I have to basically safeguard myself because people are trying to kill you in, on the freeway. Mm. Now I just sit at home. I got my business online. What do you think? Or why do you think people think it's so hard to own an online business? Because it's all about who you listen to. Mm -hmm. Like, list my five secrets to wealth creation right here, right? It's number one. Who do you listen to? You have to listen to somebody who have what you want and been where you are. A lot of people think it's hard to grow an online business because they don't have somebody to listen to to show them the ropes. If you don't have somebody to show you the ropes, you're going to think it's hard. You're going to think it's impossible. But if somebody show you like, hey, it's actually easy and you can do it for yourself. Now, everything opened up. Now you're like, whoa, I can actually do this. Now you start being curious and you start actually wanting to learn. 
And that's where it starts from. So, like, I can finish my five basic unless you guys... Go ahead. All right. So, like I was saying, so my five basic secrets to wealth creation. If you guys are watching this, take notes. Number one, who do you listen to? Number two, your teachability index. Your teachability index, which is your willingness to learn times your willingness to accept change. You see a lot of people, they're willing to learn, mm -hmm. but they're not willing to change. Mm -hmm. And that's where the rubber meets mm -hmm. the road. Mm -hmm. If your willingness to learn is a 10, but your willingness to accept change is zero, 10 times zero, zero. I mean, especially with online, first of all, adaptability. Like yep. I've had an online business for almost four years. Yep. Instagram changes an algorithm, your business changes. Yep. Facebook changes, Facebook buys Instagram, your business changes. Change. And people that, I've, I've just found like the people that are, are struggle at adapting, it's like you, you will get to a certain level of success, but if you can't change with the business or change with the market, that's where you'll stay. Mm -hmm. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. So your willingness to change has to be high mm -hmm. because there's always something to learn. Mm -hmm. And there's always a new competitor. Exactly. That'll pop up. Exactly. Oh, with yeah, all more. five, you got to keep going. That's three. Oh, number three is your training balance skill, which is 90% of your thinking and 10% of your action. Mm -hmm. So, and you guys know Cardigan, Andrew Cardigan? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Andrew Cardigan was the richest man in the world, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, he was like, he was the guy who paid Napoleon Hill to write the book, Law of Success and 16 Lessons, that came out mm -hmm. called Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. So, when they put that book on the market, the most important thing he found in that book was that it was your thinking. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, the reason why they think having an online business is hard is because they work a lot. Mm -hmm. They're not willing to sit back and think. Mm -hmm. You're, the greatest gift in life, life is thinking. Mm -hmm. Once you can think it through, you can process it through your action. Or overthinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and the, and the fifth one. No, the, that was, that was four. five? That's the four. That's this the fourth one right here. Okay. Yeah. The fourth one it's the way you process new information. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, when they're learning new information, they get discouraged. <laughs> they're like, oh, I don't really want to learn this. <laughs> Take it away. It's you overwhelming. Can, you know what I mean? It's overwhelming to them because they don't understand the way you process information. They didn't learn that. Mm -hmm. The way you process information, the first phase is called unconscious incompetent. Unconscious incompetent means you don't even know that information exists. But it's fine. We all didn't know stuff exists before we came about it, right? You don't know what you don't know until you, you know it. Exactly. Then the second phase is called unconscious competent. Mm -hmm. Unconscious competent means that you know it and you know exactly how to do it, right? So when you're going through, when you're going through these phases to learn information, you have to know that you're not going to know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. But it's okay, though. Because the more you learn, the more you're going to become a master. Mm -hmm. The more you learn something, you focus on it, you do it on a daily basis, you become an expert. So when you're learning new information, you're going to go through these four phases. Unconscious incompetent, unconscious competent, conscious competent, and unconscious competent, which means that you can do it on autopilot. Mm -hmm. LeBron James can go to the rim and dunk the ball backwards. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell LeBron go to the rim and dunk the ball. He he does it. Mm -hmm. You guys can come in here and do this so fast because you do it. Mm -hmm. And you but you have to go through those phases before you came here. Mm -hmm. And that's what people don't get. They think when they learn something, they're just gonna be great overnight. Yeah. Or, or if you look, or if you look at Kobe, you go, yo, I could become the greatest because he just became the greatest. But it was a journey getting there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and the Go five. Ahead. No, five. And the fifth basic is master the basics. Mm -hmm. It's just the basics. It's just the basics of life. It's not nothing complicated. You anybody can be successful if they're willing to just follow the basics. Mm -hmm. Okay, so at 23 years old and current nine uh, being a successful business, 
Um, how many people have you helped and what success have they gained? So I helped a lot of people. I probably have like over 3,000 people in like my programs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the collected network for all the things, like over 700, it's like seven, how, how much was it, Lolly? Like it's like 70 million. Mm -hmm. Everybody doing a drop shipping store. Mm -hmm. It's insane. It's insane. When you can place these products online, just like Fashion Nova, there's just a company, somebody behind the screen, just, you know what I mean, advertising these products to these consumers. Or like Amazon that doesn't like have Amazon. anything in stock, but they have their, the biggest company in the world. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So like, it's just learning. What, what do you think about people who like look at an Amazon? Like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm writing a book. My book is almost done. And so now I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have the book. I want to figure out my TED Talk. I want to figure out these funnels to be able to create these programs. So I'm thinking ahead. But then I look at Ted, I look at a, a Ty Lopez or you, and I'm like, this shit is fucking exhausting. Like, I have the energy to be great, <laughs> but I ain't got the energy to do this shit. I can find the energy, but I may not know how. What is the first step to setting up, say, a product like a book or a product like a garment or something and saying, okay, I'm going to take this product and now I want to maximize all of these different verticals to really make it the most successful and profitable? I mean, to be honest, you just, <laughs> if you have the book, right? Whatever avenue you feel like you want to go into, because if you're by yourself, it's so hard to do it all. Mm -hmm. You have to focus, mm -hmm. right? So if you're by yourself, you have to focus and you got to pick the avenue that works best for you. So if it's doing a TED Talk for them to for them to push more people to your website, that's it. If it's running some Facebook ads with your lead generation funnel, giving them a free book, then having them buy a product after the book, that's it. But you just got to make sure you focus or get somebody who can do those different avenues because it's so hard for you to do everything yourself. And then just show up and be great. Yeah, <laughs> just show up and be great, for real. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So what's next for you? So you have this company and you're out with the 3,000 consumers and all of that. What's next? I mean, what is the next big thing you want to do? I mean, to be honest, I just want to keep growing because mm -hmm. you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. I started this stuff a couple of years ago. All of us in this room, we don't know what life has for us. Mm -hmm. We're just on our journey. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, you go as far as you can see until you can see farther. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That's how I live. I'm like, I'm going to go as far as I can see until I get there. You're really young I'll see to farther. be so, you're really young to be so wise. Like, you know, somebody your age is, I don't know, hashtag city boy. You know, <laughs> just, they, you know they're doing the most on, on Instagram, but not focused the way that you are. That's pretty impressive. Um, what would you tell our audience is the best way to get started on like your program? Go to my Instagram, Boniface Ogunti. Follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to see a lot of my content. I have tons of free content there for you guys too. Oh, and we're going to make sure to give him Alyssa's phone number so there's just more Ogunti ads popping up on Hollywood <laughs> Online. But uh, thank you for coming on and <laughs> sharing yes. with our audience. I've been, I see you on everybody else's platform and not ours. Uh, but thank you for coming and sharing because I do feel like there's a lot of people young and not young who just want to have the best life they can and create exactly. their own wealth and you know there's enough money to go around all you got to do is figure out what you want to do and, and and be very smart at it exactly there's two billion people on facebook mm -hmm. active every month mm -hmm. it's insane now just think if you create a subscription service and a half a percent of those people signed up for it monthly exactly you'd be able to put your feet up all right well thank you for coming on the show and we're out peace bye everybody peace peace